You are listening to Worth a Late Fee. The podcast for two former movie rental store clerks watch films that they may have recommended at one time. To see if we still think they'll be worth keeping an extra day or four to watch again. Even if it meant paying a late fee. Hey everyone, today we'll be discussing Top Gun, the 1986 blockbuster starring Tom Cruise, Kelly McGills, Val Kilmer, and Anthony Edwards. The back of the DVD cover description is another very 80s-ish pun central. In the role that made him one of the world's biggest stars, Tom Cruise rides into the danger zone in the smash hit film that defined the modern day blockbuster. Cruise plays Maverick, a hotshot flyer who is sent to the Navy's prestigious Top Gun program. But in order to become the best of the best, he'll need the help of his wingman, played by Anthony Edwards, and newfound love, played by Kelly McGills. Co-starring Val Kilmer, this high-octane hit will take your breath away. So, the reason, I think the reason we decided to do Top Gun, it, we kind of jumped it, it was on our long-term list, but we kind of jumped ahead and put it earlier on the list because... Uh, they're showing it in a local theater near us, Chunkies, that does uh, throwbacks to older movies. They show new movies too, but and the reason they're showing this now is because they're coming out with a Top Gun sequel this summer, Top Gun Maverick. So, like I said, we had some other movies that we were going to do, but we decided to go to Chunkies. We went to Chunkies on Thursday, saw it. By the way, Chunkies, I hate your assigned seating. Uh, <laughs> It used to be great to just walk in and sit down in whatever chair you wanted, and that was your whole appeal. But you know, I won't, I won't, I won't go down that road with Chunkies. But I do like Chunkies a lot. And uh, so we went to Chunkies, saw it, had a couple beers. Uh, go ahead. That's pretty cool too. Usually with like these like special events that they do, they have like special drinks that they might pull out or special foods. And that night they had the uh, Grey Goose Maverick High C drink, which is pretty much vodka and cranberry juice and and like. Fruit juice, fruit yep. punch. Yep. It was actually pretty good. <laughs> so we didn't have any vodka. And we, it's a little early to be drinking vodka. Beers, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just my opinion. You know, you do what you want. But So we're not having vodka, uh, partially because we don't have any in the house. Uh, we are having... We, we try to find a beer that has something to do with, like, planes or something down at uh, downtown Wine and Spirits from, from Sunil. Couldn't find anything like that, really, but we did find something called Ghosts in the Sky uh, uh, from Four Quarter Brewing. I think it's in Vermont or something. It's double IPA, pretty good. So that's what we'll be drinking to get through this, or while we record this. And when we went into seeing Top Gun, I was a lot more excited. I was pretty excited to see Top Gun because I had a high... I remembered really enjoying Top Gun, but we'll get into that in a little bit, so... As far as stats, what do, what do we have for stats? So the movie came out very limited on May 12th, 1986 in New York, I believe it was. And then it opened up to a more nationwide audience on May 16th, 1986. The budget for it was um, $15 million and it made $356.8 million in the box office. And it ended up becoming the biggest hit of that year. 
with Crocodile Dundee really close behind it. It opened up in the same week as well with uh, Cobra, that uh, Stallone film, yep. and Poltergeist 2. The Cobra film did really well in the box office too, but Poltergeist was a huge, not really a flop because it made money, but it only made like $40 million with like a, I don't know, like a $10 million budget or whatever. Um, and it was also, when it comes to the awards, it was nominated for Best Film Editing, Best Effects, and Sound. And it won an Oscar for Best Original Music, uh, Take My Breath Away by Berlin. It also, that same song won a Golden Globe as well. And I have to throw it out there. It won the People's Choice Award for Favorite Motion Picture. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what that says about People's Choice. Very prestigious. <laughs> yes, very prestigious. And on looking online real quick, it's rated, and I think this is kind of similar to how I felt about the movie. It's rated a 6.9 on IMDb and a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes. So again, we'll kind of get back into that in a little a little while, but my as far as first memory of the of the movie, I don't have a first memory of seeing the movie. It was just on my entire childhood. It it, it came out in 86. I was born in 85, so I don't obviously I didn't see it when I was 1 year 1 year old, but it was always on. It was always like it was another one of those sick day movies where you're you're home and you turn on like TBS or something. And it was also I think I think I remember it being like a commercial for the Navy or or the Air Force or something. That's how I remembered it being. And I remember the the shirtless volleyball scene. That's that's another thing because my yeah, friends and I used to go play volleyball at Hampton Beach, and we you can't play volleyball with a bunch of guys for. 60 seconds without someone making a Top Gun comment. So, what about you? What's your first? So, my first memory is 100% the volleyball scene. Yep. <laughs> that song, the Kenny Loggins song, Playing with the Boys, is... I still have that on all my playlists. I love it. And as a kid, I still am. And as a kid, I was always a gamer. So, I play this in a lot each with each movie we do because it's been relevant. And the games I played throughout my entire childhood. It's like NES, I was Top Gun. Yep. They released it for GameCube. They're all really, really awful games. <laughs> but they were like, I grew up with them. Like I really, I couldn't really figure out like, you know, back then if it was a bad game or a good game. I just didn't know if I was just sucked at it because I couldn't beat them. But going back to them now, they're all awful. If you, if you want to, if you're one of those people that's seen the movie, which I hope you have, if not, spoiler alerts coming up, but, um, and you just see the movie and you hear the song, the Kenny Loggins song during the volleyball scene, go back and look up the lyrics to that song. We, it, it's, there's some stuff in it where you're like, it, I don't know if Kenny Loggins, do you know if he wrote that for the movie, like specifically for a scene or, or I think, a, I think he did. I think it's on the actual soundtrack. Like I think specifically on only that soundtrack. Okay. Cause it's, it's, it's concerning. Oh, <laughs> uh, like we were just talking about this. The, my favorite line is, or my favorite part of the song is, bodies working overtime, it's man against man, and all that ever matters is, baby, who's ahead in the game? So, yeah. <laughs> and if you, well, we're going to keep coming back to the volleyball scene, because that's really, it's it's a huge part of the movie, but, well, not really, you know, but it is it is to us. So. It's, it's like the, it's like the, like, I don't, like I said, we won't go too much into this, but it's like the first, like, break away from all the chaos. Yes. And it's just totally random. So, but speaking of games too, it was funny. Have you heard the game Rocket League? No, I don't think so. It's kind of like 
it's like soccer with cars basically. Okay. But during the summertime uh, last year, they had like a '80s throwback, and for the menu for a while, they had playing with the boys by Kenny Loggins as the background music, and it was just so fun. Like I was like, man, like this is. It's the yeah. <laughs> so good. Everything came together. So <laughs> to I guess to get into the plot, and we'll kind of try to just get into it and break it down step by step. So the movie starts, and it's like, it, again, the beginning of this movie, it, it might as well be a commercial for e- either naval aviation or the air force. So it's like, you know, planes taking off at high speeds, landing on on aircraft carriers, and like sparks and jet engines and whatever right, and they try showing it as a, like a fun thing like they're in the sky having fun doing like circles around each other it's, right. like a, it's a fun place to be right and then and then writing pops up on the screen and it says in 1969 the navy established an elite school for its top fighter pilots the point of the school to teach the lost art of aerial combat the navy calls it fighter weapons school but the pilots know it as top gun so it's it's kind of right there putting it in your head that you know you're going to get, whether it's now or in a little bit, we're, we're going to like the elite of the elite for, for naval pilots or, or Air Force pilots. I guess it's all naval pilots. I don't know why I keep saying Air Force. but um, So after that little you know, background and history lesson, it just cuts right to, to planes you know, taking off and everything. And it says, and then we're up in the air and Tom Cruise, who's, his character is named Maverick. And that's one thing. If I mess up any of these call signs, the nicknames are... They call them call signs. So if I mess up and I say that Tom Cruise is Iceman or Val Kilmer's Merlin or something for a second, I you know I don't know what to tell you. There's just too many nicknames <laughs> and stuff. I know them, but there's a lot of them. So we're up in the air. There's two planes. It's Maverick, played by uh, Tom Cruise, and Goose, who's his his backup. He does his radar. It's called RAO. We looked it up earlier. Radar and so I don't know. He's his back. He's his pilot, co-pilot. So uh, and I don't know enough about planes to pretend that I care exactly what it is so it's uh, Maverick Tom Cruise and Goose Anthony Edwards are in one plane and Cougar uh, who's an actor named John Stockwell and then Merlin who's actually Tim Timothy Robbins out of nowhere or at least when you watch it now it's like wow I I kind of forgot that Tim Robbins was in that movie Um, and he's uh, uh, Cougar's backup so they're you know they're just on like a routine flight and they run into some enemy MiGs and that's this whole movie is kind of... They keep saying that they're over... Is it the Indian Ocean? Oh, you know what? Well, I, I think, think it's... So, it, yeah. Yeah. It's, this whole movie is just a very vague... It's not... You're used to seeing war movies and saying, all right, this is, this is a Vietnam War movie, or this is a World War II movie, or this is a World War I, or whatever. This is just kind of like a, an alternate universe where... But in the 80s, there was some tension with, you know, so Soviet Union and everything like that. So it's not that it probably was less crazy now. But when you watch it now, you're like, what, what, who are we fighting? What were they? What's going on? Right. They never really clarify who the enemies are. They just say, you know, that the enemy, like they never right. give background on who they actually are or why they're the enemy. Yeah. And they'll just say like, they'll say the plane. They'll say oh, right. two MiGs or something. And you don't even know who it is. So uh, anyway, they're out and they're doing their normal patrol or something and they run into some enemy planes and they kind of go back and forth or they're it seems like they're just posturing and Maverick gets like what do they call radar lock or something or and he gets like basically his his plane locks onto the other guy where he could just pull the trigger and the rocket would go out and right it's a guaranteed shot basically yeah kill shot so but he just does it to kind of scare the guy and the guy you know realizes that he's in trouble and just bails and leaves the scene and so that goes great but then kind of the same thing happens to Cougar, 
Is it Cougar? Yes. Did I mess it up? Yeah. So nope, the same thing right. happens to Cougar and Tim Robbins, and he starts freaking out. He's saying because because they can tell when someone's got lock on them. So he's he's freaking out, which is kind of understandable. So and Maverick just Maverick tries to talk him down and say like you know he's just he's just trying to scare you whatever. And then Maverick ends up kind of saving the day by getting the same thing onto that guy, and he chases that that enemy Mig off. And you think everything's good, and it should be, but Cougar, totally understandable, is freaking the hell out. So Maverick ends up saying, "All right, I'm gonna go back to the ship and whatever," and he's on his way back. But then Tim Robbins is is saying to uh, the command center and everything. Tim Robbins is saying, or Merlin is saying, uh, "You know, guys, we lost Cougar. He's he's freaking out." And they're just showing Cougar like sweating and kind of mumbling. He doesn't know what to do. So. Right as Maverick, Tom Cruise, is about to land, he kind of says says an audible, and he's like, all right, you know what? I'm going back to help Cougar. And he bails. Like, he, he touches down on the plane almost and then takes off again. And when I saw that in the movie theater, all I was thinking was, like, I, I mean, I don't know how aircraft carriers work, but, like, what if there was someone on the aircraft carrier? Right. Was, but whatever. So he goes, go ahead. And this whole scene, too, like, I, I only remember brief moments this one like we talked about. Like, I remember certain scenes... But watching it now, knowing like what happens in the third act, it's really foreshadowing right. what can happen. Like if something goes wrong, the the things that go through your head, the thoughts, and like why it could actually ruin your entire career. Oh yeah. So it's kind of like this was a really like I, I think about it now. Like this was a good foreshadowing of what could happen to people, what does happen, and what's going to happen to one of the characters later on. Right, and I, and I also think that so Maverick's whole deal his whole character thing is you know he's kind of a run and gun like he doesn't listen he takes risks which is probably not something that you want to have in in that line of work but in this particular situation it worked out because everyone was telling him to land and he's like no i'm going back and i'm helping my buddy and he left and and because of that Cougar and Merlin were able to land and he pretty much saved their lives. Right. He's a hot shot and he's like, he's cocky as all hell, but right. he's pretty loyal. He's right. a pretty loyal guy. But... Yeah. And, and so for the, for his good deed, he gets back on the ship and he's just, his his commanding officer just starts like laying into him. The commanding officer is played by James Token, who I can't watch without, I see, no matter what that guy does, he's Principal Strickland from Back to the Future to me. And Back to the Future is one of, if not my all-time favorite movie of all time. So the minute that guy's on the screen, I'm like, you know what? F you, commanding officer. So, But in a pretty quick, while he's, while he's about to, actually no, before he lays into them, uh, Cougar walks in and he's still all just messed up from what happened. And he hands over his wings to his commanding officer, kind of like symbolizing like, I'm done. He says, I have a kid that I haven't even met yet. I have a wife. I'm, I'm going home. I'm done. And then he leaves. They kind of cross paths in the hall. Uh, Tom Cruise and Goose walk into the office. And then the commanding officer just starts laying into them. And then in a quick turn, so he, he says, like, you can't do that. That's too high risk. Right, I love how he starts off with, that was a brave and courageous act, too. Like, he's like, he starts off like a real brief compliment. And then right, right, right from there, he's just like, okay, you are a bunch of screw-ups. Right. And you just don't ever do that, don't ever do that again. Yeah. So he's like you, you know, like you said, like Joe said, you're a screw up. Don't ever do that again. But there's this new academy, 
that the Navy's putting together. And it's for, we have to send, or it's not new, but we have to send someone uh, into the next class and Cougar was going to go. But now Cougar's, you know, he had a mental breakdown. He left. So you're next in line. So it's, again, quick turn from don't ever do that again to you guys are going to get your dream now. I'm sending you off to the Top Gun Academy. You're going to be with the best of the best. And, you know, and there you go. So pretty quick transition from that. Now we're at Top Gun. And, and you kind of immediately get the feeling like with the camera panning around the room and the, and the, the people around it, this is like the, the best of the best. So... They're joined by other elite pilots, and the big ones that you have to pay attention to, kind of their rivals, are Iceman, played by Val Kilmer, and Slider, played by Rick Rossovich. So they kind of get into a little quick altercation at the school, and it sets up pretty much that Maverick and Iceman are kind of the two alphas, and Maverick says that he's going to win the, the, the award for like the top of the class for this class, and... Iceman obviously thinks he's going to win it, but, you know, whatever, that sets the tone. And then they go out for a night on the town. So they're at, like, a local establishment or something. And and Before we get too into this, Val Kilmer, so funny, I was reading the other day, actually, and I don't know why I didn't think of this now. Val Kilmer almost turned down this role because, and be, but because of a, a, control, a contract obligation he had, he was forced to play Iceman in this movie. End up being like one of most one of his like most remembered films. Like this is what people some people remember Val Kilmer from is oh, from Top Gun for sure. Both Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise. If you look at Tom Cruise's films, I mean he had a, he had some good movies before this, some successful movies like Risky Business was the big one. But if you starting with Top Gun in '86, his next this is his run: Color of Money, Cocktail, Rain Man, Born on the Fourth of July, Days of Thunder, Far and Away, A Few Good Men. The Firm, Interview with the Vampire, Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire. So that's, we'll stop there. That's 1996. So pretty much 10 years of, there might be some of those movies that you like more than the other, but that's about as good of a 10-year stretch as yeah. as you can have. And like you said, it still continues. So like those are 10 years. Like it still continues. And even now, in 20, what, 2018, 2017, Mission yeah. Impossible Fallout is one of the most successful action films so it's like he's still on top of it, though, on his A-game, basically. Yeah, and, I, and Tom Cruise is not my favorite. I judge a lot of my, whether or not I like celebrities, I judge on, like, when I see them on uh, shows, like, like for me, like Conan O'Brien. I love Conan O'Brien, so, and I don't have I don't have any memories of Tom Cruise with Conan O'Brien, but I try to judge them off, like, when they, when they are, if they seem real or not. And Tom Cruise has always seemed like a weird guy to me. He doesn't, you know, I probably wouldn't want to grab a beer with him, but he makes some great movies. And he he doesn't have nearly as many swing and misses as most big name actors do. Like I said, you might like, you know, one movie more than another. You might like, you know, Mission Impossible more than Far and Away. That's fine. But he does well. He, no, he, you know, he makes good choice. He definitely does. And the thing that keeps him relevant still, too, is the fact that he does all of his own stunts. So he's yeah. always, like, he's... Like you said, people don't like him, but you gotta respect the fact that he doesn't have a stuntman. He breaks his legs on sets, and he, you know, he continues the film. He is, he's right. crazy, man. <laughs> right, so the night before, they've had a little, like, appetizer of what the Top Gun Academy is gonna be, but then the, the night before classes truly start, they go out to a local bar, and, uh, you know, there's some, again, some posturing between Iceman and Maverick and whatever, and, and then, uh, 
Tom Cruise makes a bet with Goose that he's going to hook up with a lady that night. And he picks this lady at the bar who is Kelly McGillis. And, you know, she's... One thing I noticed that I didn't... I don't. I didn't remember. I remembered Kelly McGillis um, from the movie, and Kelly McGillis is a very pretty woman, but she did look older than Tom Cruise looked at this time, and he probably was a little bit older than the, the what people would be in reality. But he looked younger, and Kelly McGillis did look a little bit older than Maverick. But whatever. So he picks. He picks. Um, he picks her out, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna get her," and. Uh, Goose, who is, we'll get into this later, but I think Goose is the star of the show. Oh, movie. yeah. He's, he's, he's the best. He is the ideal wingman, just like not for flying, but for actual life. Yeah, he's like he's the that best friend, wingman, yeah, right? He's that friend that everybody wants. Yeah. So he calls on Goose. He's like, listen, we got to do that, that thing to pick up. You know, he's going to pick up this girl and I need your help. And Goose is like, oh, come on, man, again. And so they end up doing this thing where uh, Tom Cruise goes over and says hi to her. And then Goose is like, excuse me miss is he bothering you I'm sorry I'll take care of him and then they break into this karaoke version of this song he grabbed the microphone so now uh, Maverick singing Goose is singing and pretty much all of the 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 pilots there are singing to this girl right it's like, which is I thought was really funny because like they don't even know like Maverick's a brand new recruit like who the hell like who, what if they like helping out this like complete scumbag right now it's like well and they didn't really say that was that like a pilot thing, or See, how did right. they all know that song right. and know to know that it was like, all right, you know, Maverick's going in, we gotta back him up, get the microphone. Yeah. So anyway, it, it works, and she it kind of works because she says like, sit down. So she basically she gives him gives him a second to talk to her, and he you know he's kind of bragging about how he's a pilot, and she says like you know I've seen a million young pilots come through here follow on she kind of she kind of shuts him down because she says she's waiting for someone and then the person that she's waiting for walks in and it's an older gentleman and so she bails on maverick and then at one point maverick sees her like walking alone and going to the bathroom the woman's room specifically yeah <laughs> like, not, exactly. like, not like not yes. like a restroom for like both genders but like the woman's room yes. and in a very inappropriate <laughs> move maverick walks in he just walks into the women's room and starts, like, he, he won't he won't let it go. He's like, you know, why are you with that old guy? You know, you should be with me, blah, blah, blah. He won't let it go. And she, Kelly McGillis, is nowhere near. She should be like, what are you doing? Get out of the women's room. Not just for me, even if she's cool with it. It's a big ladies' room. Like, there are other women in the bar. Someone else is going to have to use this. Like, get out of there. But... She she kind of shuts him down again, but as they're leaving, she walks by Goose and taps him and says something like, your friend was amazing, kind of insinuating that they did hook up, and then Maverick back, goes with the lie and says that they, they hooked up and whatever. So Maverick kind of gets his win. It's a lie, but he, he gets to say that he, he succeeded and whatever. And then the next day, or, you know... He, the academy starts, and one of the instructors says, "Like I like to introduce." Um, I think it was a lieutenant, right? Was it yeah, lieutenant, lieutenant. Yeah. Yeah, he says, "I'd like to introduce your instructor today, our guest speaker." I don't remember what he says. Charlotte Charlie Blackwood, and it's Kelly McGillis. So the woman that he was hitting on and telling lies and saying that he he hooked up with 
is now the instructor and she's a citizen so she's not military but she's supposed to be like an expert in like simulators and whatever so it's kind of like one of those like she's never done it for sure but her knowledge is she knows what she's talking about so you know that's she's 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 the to run the class so maverick and goose and the rest of the guys have the first training exercise uh they cause a little bit of trouble and they get jester uh Oh, they get Jester, i.e. they lock on him and their missiles, but they don't fire. And Jester's one of the instructors. And it's like playing tag, but with, with kind of with plane. So not quite rule abiding. Sorry, backing up. So they're not really going by the rules. Uh, and as a result, they're reprimanded by Viper, another one of the, the instructors. Goose visits Maverick to tell him to, like, to cool it down. And it, again... Maverick's kind of like a hot shot. He's, he's going too fast and whatever. He needs to listen more. Charlie and Maverick, continuing that story, they meet up again in like a library, study hall type environment. She invites him over for dinner and she gives him a time. Uh, but before he takes off to her place, like once it's kind of going to happen, Maverick and Goose, this is the scene of the movie. So Maverick has a date that night with this girl that he's been you know, pining over for a while. And, but real quick, before I go see this girl, we got to have a shirtless volleyball scene on the beach. And so Maverick and Goose square off against Iceman and Slider in a series of epic volleyball games because you have to, right? So the most awkward conversation that had to go down for, for Scott when he's directing this movie is, all right, so here's the scene, guys. We're doing this volleyball scene and, you know, it's great. They're, you're all wearing jeans. So he had to say, like, you know, Maverick or Tom Cruise, take a shirt off. Uh, Kilmer, lose the shirt. Slider, Rick Rossovich, who's jacked, lose your shirt. And then I imagine Goose, like, starting to take his shirt off. And then Tony Scott being like, hey, hey, Goose, uh, why don't you go ahead and keep the shirt on? I'm going to give you a sleeveless shirt and these weird short shirts. So it's all these buff shredded like oiled up guys wearing jeans makes no sense i wouldn't ever lay down on a beach in jeans because all you're going to say is like oh you're just causing yourself to be your pockets to be full of sand for the next three hours and <laughs> so they're all buff and jacked and then goose is wearing these goofy shorts and a weird shirt and i think he has like a sleeveless shirt kind of thing if you're a skinny guy and i'm a skinny guy i'm not you know i'm not maverick if you're a skinny guy just wear a regular t-shirt don't wear a cut off t-shirt but but see i like the fact that that character is someone who i'm relatable to so i'd be 100 goose on that volleyball i'd be i'd be the one wearing this shirt worrying about getting a sunburn <laughs> so it's and I, I totally agree with that. Oh, I would be, you know me, I'd be big on the sun. But I wish, I, you almost wish that, there had to be a conversation like, I know. do we have, so, so we need Cruz to have the shirt off. We need Kilmer to have a shirt off. Can we have Slider leave his shirt on or something? Like, can it be one and one? Or can we just have a bunch of shirtless hunks watching the game and have them wearing normal beach attire? But... Whatever happens, the, when you start, it, when we start seeing it, uh, Maverick and Goose win a game, 
So now series is tied up 1-1. And Goose is like, we got to play him a third time. But Mavericks, you know, he's got to go see... He's gonna go see Charlie, so he's like, "I gotta go. I leave. I'm leaving." And I, I don't think we mentioned this is the scene where Kenny Loggins' song "Playing with the Boys" yes. comes into play, and man, is it a fitting song! <laughs> and and that's what I mean. So you've seen this movie before. You've probably you remember the shirtless volleyball scene. Go back if you're gonna rewatch this. Open up the lyrics to that song and go back and rewatch that scene. <laughs> And read out the lyrics. It'll it'll haunt your dreams for a while, or or it's just confusing. You're like, what kind of movie is this? But um, so anyway, Maverick leaves the beach, and he's sweaty and oiled up and covered in sand, and he shows up at, at Charlie's place late. He's he's late, and he walks in and immediately kind of says he's gonna take a shower and I know, whatever, which is kind of bold, but. The the that's a, that's a mover. Like I'm nervous about asking for a drink, let alone like just walking and be like, "Hey, I, don't, I barely know you, but can I just shower for a second? We don't have that Maverick swagger, because you know, clearly it works. So, so uh, and then while while they're talking, Maverick kind of gets to giving a little bit of his history, and he talks about his father, who apparently it's kind of mysterious. You don't really know what happened to Maverick's father, other than he was in Vietnam. And his his record, it's almost like his record's been like wiped off, you know, like no one knows what happens to him, but he's not thought of highly. And the, the instructors of the academy had made comments like that too, like, you know, your family history isn't really, doesn't make me feel too good about you, whatever. So you don't really know what Maverick's father did or what his deal is, but you, you know that, you know, you, you kind of get the feeling you're going to get into that later. So Charlie's clearly into him. And anyway, Maverick ends up, after the nice conversation, he ends up showering and leaving. So sexual tensions are high right now between Charlie and Maverick. Uh, Then later in class, Charlie criticizes Maverick's flying in front of the entire class. He's not thrilled about it, but, uh, you know, it's pretty clear that she only does it because she doesn't want anybody to know the truth and that she's falling for him. They finally do hook up. And then she wakes to find Maverick gone. So kind of going with Maverick's reputation overall, he's... he's Before that, though, like my, one of the things that kind of stands out as well is after she like kind of humiliates him in front of all the people, they go on like a chase across all the roads yeah. just to, you know, just so she can clear the air. So he's on his motorcycle. She's on her, like, in her like, oh, little yeah. car. They're driving down like these busy crowded roads, completely erratic. And yep. like that... All so she can just stop him to clear the air that she didn't mean to offend him. Right. A simple phone call would have done just great. It's just like... <laughs> right. No, yeah. It's... So... So it's kind of a... We, we don't really know where, where they're going. And the next scene is is another flight simulation. Or the next important scene is another, you know, training, training battle. Um, it's uh, Vipers participating... Uh, Maverick's participating, but he's supposed to be a wingman. And Maverick leave or no, Maverick leaves his wingman, Hollywood, to go after Viper. Uh, Maverick almost gets Viper, and, that, and that's great. He gets he almost gets him in missile lock before Jester comes out of nowhere and takes him out. Right, and in this scene, isn't there like a point system? Like he's yes. like he's like three points away, two points away from the lead. It's basically like right. t- it's like tag in the air, basically. Right, and he needs. That's how they determine that 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 trophy of, or 
first in your class that that Maverick and Viper are kind of battling over. And so that's part of why Maverick's taking these risks. It's also just part, part of his personality. But in the locker room afterwards, Jester lectures Maverick about leaving his wingman even as he praises his flying. So he's basically saying like, that move you did was amazing. Don't ever do that again. Like that, you know, it's like in football when if a quarterback throws a pass and it goes through like three defenders' arms and lands perfectly in the receiver's hands, it's like, that was the most amazing thing I've ever seen, but don't ever make that throw again because the odds of that working are, are not good. So Iceman also calls out Maverick for being dangerous. And, and Maverick apologizes to Goose, who's, you know, he's a little shook from the whole thing. And one of the things that I remember for this scene, or... No, let's say, this is like the one scene where you kind of see Goose kind of like shooken up a little bit. Like yes. he's like, okay, he's like... I will follow you until the end of time, but that was a dumb move. Like, and he's right. like, he's, you can tell he's a little, like, he's not sure he wants to go with this. Like, he wants to be with him, but if he keeps doing stuff like that, he doesn't know if he will be much longer. Right. And Goose, the, the, the part of this plot that I think is so funny, the part of the movie is, so Maverick is this, like, wheeling and dealing hot shot, and he's, he's supposed to be, like, what you want to be. Meanwhile, Goose, he's married to young Meg Ryan, pretty attractive lady he's got kids goose has all his he's got everything together he's good he's and you know goose obviously i'm not i'm not knocking goose but he's not a traditionally good looking man like not knocking uh, anthony edwards but he's not tom cruise but he's doing all right for himself he's got meg ryan he's got kids everything's going good and i think that meg ryan the wife and kids thing this is the first time we just start to see a little bit of of the cougar thing what cougar went through with goose where he's thinking like I love you, man, but we got to be careful. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that I, I totally agree with that. So, and then during another another flight, Maverick and Goose are fly, or during the next one, Maverick and Goose are flying with Iceman and Slider. Iceman tries to get a lock on their bogey, their enemy, but they can't, he can't get it, and he leaves. Maverick moves in, gets caught in Iceman's jet wash, and goes into an unrecoverable spin. So, it's you think of a plane crash. And Joe and I had this conversation when we saw it on Thursday. You think of a plane crash as the plane going like horizontally, like it's losing height as it goes, but it's still kind of going forward. This plane just falls out of the sky, kind of, because I don't know, I don't know the science behind it, but but you see both engines go out and then it just starts falling kind of flat. And they realize that they're falling flat. And to tell the story the way we saw it on Thursday, they both hit they hit their ejection buttons. It seems like they both go out right, of the plane. They both parachuted at the same time. They yeah. both were pretty close to each other, falling. Yeah. And then it, Maverick it's kind of opens up with Maverick swimming over to Goose in the water, and he just instantly knows he's dead. And you're like, why is Goose dead? I don't understand. They both. It seems like they both went through the same thing, and Maverick's 100% fine, and Goose is just immediately dead. But And I don't know if this is true, but we did some research, and I guess what the... <clears throat> what the story is is since the plane wasn't going forward the top didn't come off so goose got launched basically into the into the ceiling of the like the gas i mean the glass ceiling of the of the plane and probably broke his neck or something but they don't do a great job of explaining that maybe if you're a, a pilot you get it but yeah no they really didn't oh you do like you said you just see him lying looks still looks pretty like in good condition just right. lying in the ocean on um as Tom Cruise is uh, Maverick's cradling him, basically. Right. Uh, and then the uh, the chopper comes down, the rescue chopper. 
Yeah. They, uh, they rescue Maverick, and Maverick, you know, wants to take his buddy because, you know, what if? Right. I mean, you don't know, leave your, 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 your wingman in the ocean for the fish, whatever. Right. But the guy very clearly says, leave him. Yeah, <laughs> Just leave. let him there. Just leave yeah. him there. He doesn't check his pulse. He doesn't <laughs> do any sort of, I don't even know that he was medically cleared to make any sort of decision. And if I was Maverick, I'd be like, why don't you take him first? Now, if his neck was broken, that would have been the worst thing you could do because they say not to move right, people yeah. or whatever. But no one knew that yet. Right. And they just left him regardless. Like, they, right. they didn't know that. They would have no time to even figure that part out. But right before this scene, too, is like when we get the, uh, we, we, like you said, with the uh, wife and kids, we get a real look of both girlfriends, of the um, Charlie meeting Meg Ryan's character. And then you see them, like, how they all interact with each other. And this is where she tells Charlie that, you know, he's been with a lot of women, Maverick, but with you, I yeah. see real love, you know, right. that whole situation. But we get a nice look into the perfect life that Goose has yeah. right before his death. So yeah. it's kind of like, I wish we, something I wish we got more of, just because they, that, like, the four of them together was really fun. Yeah, but, I could have definitely, with the movie in general, used more, because there's, and we'll get into that later, but right. they do like a little bit of so many parts of the story that you don't really get to focus on any one of them enough. Right. Like, and I would have liked to see more of that. Right. Like, you know, like watching, like, you know, something bad's going to happen. Watching this scene all of a sudden happening halfway through the film, you know, something bad's going to happen to right. one of these characters. Right. So now, and there's also a scene where Maverick gathers up all of Goose's, like, stuff, like his military things and he tries to give it to to his to make ryan goose's wife and it's a pretty emotional scene because he you can tell he's he's wrecked he lost his partner and he falls into a depression and, and not just depression but he and he does get cleared of it they show like a very brief and pretty quick trial considering someone died they don't really seem to look into it that much but they decide you know it wasn't anything that maverick did it's just an unfortunate thing but so maverick is uh he's lost he's upset but he's also kind of lost that swagger because he realizes like what he did played a hand in killing his his best friend so um he's not doing well and then he visits viper who is one of the one of the uh commanding officers and they just start talking and he finds out that viper uh who's played by tom scarrett uh he's actually one he's a he's a great character he is he's he's of the commanding officers he's by far the best yeah um especially compared to principal Strickland <laughs> but so he he kind of touches and starts mentioning that he he flew with Maverick's father so we're going to get the story of, of Max, Maverick's father and what happened to him and and he says that basically you know his, well, the true story is his father got killed trying to save a lot of his and he did save a lot of his his of his co-pilots or, or whatever his, his, his brothers in arms or whatever whatever the proper term is and so that, you, you, you kind of get the feeling that Maverick's father had a little bit of the same swagger because he saved those people. He wasn't doing the right thing. Like he wasn't listening to orders, but he was doing it. Right. It, what's right, what's right versus wrong and morally right, whatever. Right. But n- not an important thing at all, but like it just kind of hit me. Like the entire time we have this conflict or this kind of like who's, who's the bigger hotshot between Iceman and Maverick. Yeah. And right after, I mean, it has to be, but right after Goose dies, it's like the one, it's like the first time we see kind of Iceman and Maverick in the locker room. 
just yeah. the two of them and he's this is when he's like Iceman's trying to think about like how to not be an like you know just a complete jerk to Maverick and this is where like you know this is the first time they kind of like are tame together right. he says he's sorry for his partner's loss he's trying to you can see right. you can see Gooch trying uh, you can see um, Iceman. Iceman trying to like collect his thoughts so he doesn't say something stupid right. then he just kind of stops what he's saying he says, he's like I'm sorry and he just walks away right. because they, they both just don't have that part of, they're both so like the what what they're trying to show is like that they're both just so macho. Yeah. They don't have that ability to be like, hey man, I'm really sorry about your your friend. Like he was a great guy, and I, you know if you need anything, I'm here for you. He has to just be like, I'm uh, sorry about Goose. Right, and like he's a good guy. You're right, and like and that's like it's it's a small scene, but like I really did kind of like Val Kilmer his character, uh, Iceman, fumbling through his wars. Like you really yeah. see like he was trying to dig for that. Like you know. Oh, Iceman, and so. Little, at the end of the day, Iceman ends up winning the top of the class, and the movie almost should be about Iceman. <clears throat> they say that like when they give when you first hear his nickname, they're like he's he's just ice, like he he never makes bad decisions. He does all the right things, and you can't shake him no matter what. He's just solid, and Iceman is probably exactly what you'd want, and he is. That's why he won the award. He's a great pilot, and and you know. You kind of when you watch it as a, an adult, you're like, Maverick's kind of a, a dick. A right, he's all, like, he's all, he's dangerous. He's reckless. He's all for himself. He, right. if he's, if it's, he wants a spotlight. Right. So you, I think you think of Val Kilmer and, and Iceman as being a bad guy when like that's how I remembered it. Iceman is actually a really good dude, and he's he's trying to do the right thing, and he's a great pilot. So, but so. Maverick does graduate, but before he graduates, he goes back, to, or he tries to go back to Charlie, but she's already taken off. She got a, a job out of town. She got a promotion, so she's, she's taken off. So Maverick shows up for graduation, but he's he's a little bit late, and but he's there just in time to see that Iceman has won the award. He's the man, you know, top of the class, and he goes out to him, and kind of similar to when Iceman went out to him about Goose, he goes up and says congratulations, and it's, that's kind of all he can muster, but... He says congratulations, and then immediately... Yeah. <laughs> we just what we were going to say next. Yeah, yeah. This is what we talked about. Immediately after the graduation, this is what we, Eric and I talked about this on the car ride home. Right after they graduate, they get put right into an actual battle. There is no, like, there is no delay. There's no, there's no celebrations. They get put into a life-or-death situation yep. right from the start. Yep. And, and, and so it's... They get back to the aircraft carrier, and it's Iceman, Slider... Hollywood and Wolfman and Viper tells Maverick that if he needs a partner he'll fly with him um, Stinger who again uh, Strickland uh, he kind of they, 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 he briefs him on what's going on he says that there's a a, a a carrier is like a carrier broke down and it drifted into a, an area that it wasn't supposed to and it's, it's kind of under under attack or it's being circled or whatever so they go up to, to start fighting Hollywood is quickly shot down and Maverick is sent up as his replacement. So Maverick wasn't first in line. He was kind of the backup, which I'm sure was a shot to his ego. But. Right. And then right at the same time too, before they took off, um, Iceman was kind of hesitant talking to the commander if uh, Maverick yes. should go up there because of his current situation. He might not be ready for this because he's been <laughs> suffering through this loss for a little yeah. while now. So He was already shaking. Right. And now like, is he, yeah, he was never the most stable. And now he's, it's, it hasn't gotten better. So Right, because before this, we even mentioned, 
he try he goes on the flight with the other guy, his yeah. temporary wingman for that one time, yeah. and he has a shot, but he pulls back. Right, and right. his wingman's like, uh, you know, you, you had it, you had it, but right. so this is kind of like Tom Cruise's like moment to either overcome his fears or just back up for good. Right, and so now the battle, the battle's going on, and and because someone was already shot down, Iceman's pretty much up there. He's outnumbered. He's getting getting it from all angles and at first it doesn't look like Maverick it's like he can't think fast enough he can't pull the trigger he's hesitant and it, and it looks like he's not going to help <clears throat> and if you're an Iceman you're probably like he's saying like I told you so because like Joe said he told the commanding officers like this guy's not ready whatever but right and I think there's how many there's five planes five yeah. enemy planes up in the air with them it's yeah. five on one at yeah. this point pretty much yeah so he 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 settles down he kind of channels and talks to to goose in his mind or whatever and he gets his stuff together and he ends up saving Iceman's life and he shoots down three MiGs while to do it and uh, after that Iceman makes his peace with Maverick and and you know that that feud is kind of put to rest and then in right, the, that, that, that line you can be my own wingman anytime yes <laughs> and you know what I was wondering is do you think wingman so again I was born in 85 this movie came out in 86 do you think wingman was a pop culture word for like before this movie? I know wingman was a thing before. Right. I don't know because like now like it's like wingman's now way more than just your co-pilot wingman. Wingman's yeah, it's like your partner in crime. It's like it's wingman's almost not even a co-pilot. Right. It's, it's, if you if you're in the air force, that's what it means. But ninety nine point nine percent of people or more than that, they use wingman. Use it for like you know you're going to a bar with your buddy or right. whatever. Yeah. So. And then in the in the scene that kills me more than anything in this movie, to show that Maverick has like made peace with Goose's death and his guilt associated with it, he has Goose's dog tags that uh, Meg Ryan, Goose's now widow, gave to him, and he throws them into the ocean. He's like standing on the side of his aircraft carrier, and he's just like, you know what, I'm okay now. He doesn't say that, but he throws the the dog tags into the ocean and I'm like hey man maybe his wife would want those or maybe his kids that are you know like four years old or whatever they were maybe someday they'd like to hold those and be like my dad was a hero my dad was in the air force or sorry maybe and and like what the hell man how about <laughs> no. you make peace with it and you put a letter and mail it back to his wife and say that don't throw him into the ocean you big jerk right his whole thing like he got over his whole death pretty quickly like I know he went through like that like downward spiral for a brief moment but like even the moment it happened it took him a little while to like actually like realize his best friend's dead like it took him to go to his wife's house to see her reaction to kind of have his realization but like even still it's like i feel like he still did not take it like it's his best friend right like that's a pretty big loss right he got over it way too easy definitely it, it's a pretty big loss and he it, at least partially it was his fault so right and then so to wrap everything up and put a bow on it he goes back to Miramar and Charlie shows up to surprise Maverick. So she, he had thought she moved far away to take this new job and he's sitting in a bar and he's just like having, a, I don't remember if he's having a beer or water. I can't remember, but yeah. uh, over the, over the jukebox, that song plays that he had sung to her the first time to pick her up. And, you know, so just like that, they live happily ever after and Maverick actually makes the decision they're kind of like where are you, what's your next step where are you going and he hints that 
he's going to be a, a teacher at the academy. That's the, the path he's chosen. So it's kind of like he's let his wild years are behind him, both romantically and with his career. He's going to try to help people going forward and be a teacher. So yep, it's a great stuff. The next Top Gun. It is. It really, it really is. I kind of forgot that that was how the first one ended. And so when we went to see this on Thursday, they played. They honestly played the trailer for the new Top Gun <clears throat> twice, pretty much back to back. And uh, once I saw that at the end of this one, I was like, oh, okay, that is a nice little way to set it up. So it is. Over before we get into overall, what you think about it? What are some things that you liked about the movie? Um, okay, so for ever the volleyball scene, I know we just we yeah. keep on talking about this. The, that scene is just so much fun. It's a nice break away from all the chaos happening in the sky. Yeah, but I also really liked the cockiness and confidence of Maverick in the whole how he met the girl the first time. Like obviously minus the whole walk into the woman's room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I do like how like that how he doesn't give up right away. Like yeah. this is a fun moment between the two of them, and she's like kind of having fun with the whole thing. Yes. And then the realization that she's going to be, like, commanding him, basically. Yeah. And the way he reacts, like, putting the sunglasses on. Like, he's, like, embarrassed. And yeah. it's a fun little, like, <laughs> yeah. romance. Like, it's... No, I agree. Up until he goes in the bathroom, it's it's a friendly amount. Like, he's pursuing it to a friendly level. Exactly. And and he you have to have a little bit of that swagger. And, you know, good for him. I, yep. You know? So... I, I and I agree about the volleyball scene as well. That that is forever my favorite scene in the movie because it's so ridiculous that not that not that the movie is like heavy because it's the whole movie is so ridiculous. But, <laughs> it definitely is. But it's just the random shirtless volleyball scene in the middle of in the middle of the movie is is perfect. You're right. If you if if this movie was made. You know, in 2020, this would be a scene that would be cut 100%. This would not make the final movie. It's just like, oh, it, it progresses. There's no storyline. It right. does nothing to the movie. It's just, it's just an out-of-place, fun scene. Right. Yeah. It, no, I agree. And, and so, yeah, I, I loved it. I loved it. And then as far as things that I didn't like, I kind of touched on this earlier, but there were just too many stories going on. And it's a two-hour movie, so it's, it's not... They had time to to tell a few stories and plots, but between like Maverick's story in general, like Maverick trying to become a pilot or the best pilot, the whole Maverick and Charlie thing, Maverick and his father, Maverick and Goose, Goose as a family man, there's too many stories where they're just telling like 50% of it and you don't ever really get really emotionally invested in any character. And then also, I so I could have done with more, I could have, I would rather they take out the Maverick's father thing. <clears throat> Not that that took up a ton of time, but take that out and either tell more of Goose's story or have a moment where you get a background of Iceman and you're like, maybe you tell a night, you find out that this guy you hate and whatever, he came from some background that you're, you've, you know, you can relate to or some other than that. What about you? No, you know, I, I completely 100%, uh, completely agree. And that's what I kind of wrote with my notes as well. Like they focus on Maverick's life and his background. And then they kind of just like, Goose is just there as like a supporting character to Maverick the entire time. I would have liked to see more of his backstory. I want to see, I want to see his family. I want to grow closer to Meg Ryan's character because she seemed like a great character. Meg Ryan like, was awesome. Yeah, she like hits it off right away with Charlie. Like they right. could have been a fun bounce back and forth between the two of them, and and then just the way again he was his death was handled. It was just kind of it was way too quick for to yeah. be his best friend just getting murdered or killed, or whatever, and from the yeah. plane crash. And 
the way he moved on, and it's just... I wish it was more Goose backstory, more Goose resolution than just a quick write-off, basically. Yeah, I agree. And Meg Ryan was... And I'm not, like... I don't have a problem with Meg Ryan, but I don't really remember many movies where I, like, I loved her. Speaking of which, next week now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, I, I guess there is another but, but, yeah, I'm not usually a huge Meg Ryan fan, but she, for the amount of time she was in this movie, she was great. She was so likable. Yeah. Way more likable than Charlie, by the way. Oh, yeah, and, like, but, her acting. Like, this is young Meg Ryan. Like, the way she acted when you, when you see her with Goose's death, like, she's a wreck. And, like, right. I was getting, like, for cheesy movie throughout I was getting a little like emotional just by looking at her through and, and right. seeing that she finds out when you know when Goose is dead and then if you had to pick one person so is that what you what would you say for what you what you didn't like uh, the fact that they just didn't hit on Goose's backstory okay. Goose's family just Goose in general and then probably the the most popular almost more popular than the movie what are your thoughts on the soundtrack dude Kenny Loggins killed it <laughs> Danger Zone Playing with the boys. Yep. Those are some classics. And then Take My Breath Away by Berlin. Berlin, yep. Yeah. That was, is the only song that won an actual Academy Award. So Top Gun's like Oscar winner because of Berlin's song. Yeah. So. And the one thing I will say is, I so those three songs, and the Top Gun anthem, which is the thing. Oh, that, that the anthem is awesome. Yeah, the anthem's is, awesome. But I I would say I, I really like those it's a weird move. It's a top heavy soundtrack where they have those four songs that are awesome for the movie. And then there's not a lot of other ones. Right. If they you, repeat the same song. They're, you hear Danger Zone twice, you hear. Um, at least twice. Yeah. yeah. It's, they, yeah. So they play the same song. Each one of those songs you hear probably at least twice, <laughs> except for maybe Take My Breath Away. I can't remember. But um, if you compare that to a soundtrack like, like American Graffiti or like Bronx Tale or something like that where there's every song that comes on yeah. you're like oh my god I love this song so yeah. but all in all the soundtrack's it's fine. very 80s it's very, very 80s, 80s. It, you remember it more than you remember the movie like if you I haven't seen this movie in a long time even parts of it in a long time and if you asked me about the soundtrack I think I would have been able to name off those four songs conversely if you were like what is Top Gun about I would have had a hard time I was way off I didn't remember much of this plot and I've seen this movie not the whole way through, but parts of it hundreds of times. Oh, no, I'm the same way. I thought, I missed this movie in years and years. Like, I saw it when I was a little kid. And when I remember it, I remember it being more, I thought, like, funny enemies in the sky the entire time. Yeah. But it's a lot of, like, tag with, like, his, his like, friends and people part of the, um, the Navy as well. So it's like, I thought it was, like, a lot more, like, life or death situations because of actual enemies. See, that's interesting because I remembered it the other way. I remembered when, at the end, when one of their guys... Who was it that got shot? Got shot down on their side. I can't remember. But which, by the way, to touch back on the goose thing, that's I think that's part of why it was so strange. So in the actual battle at the end, one of the American guys gets real life shot down, and he ejects and he lives. So then when you when you didn't get the explanation for how goose died, you're like, how come he got shot out of the sky right. and parachuted down and lived, and goose. And Maverick just flew through a jet stream or whatever the explanation was, and he did live. But anyway, so I remembered it the other way. I, I remembered when at the end when they were like actually people getting shot down, I was like, oh, I kind of thought that this whole movie was tension and it never really boiled over, but it does. It does it does at the end. So that's I mean it's good for the movie, but so 
one person, if you were to pick one person who stole the show, who would you pick? One person. So obviously, like, Goose for my favorite character, but I will say Tom Cruise, man. Like, 86, one of his first big roles, he did his job in acting. Like, he was, when he's, again, the cockiness, the, when he, you can feel that confidence level in him when he's talking to the girl for the first time. Um, when he goes to Meg Ryan's character to give her the, I think that at the point the dog text or off the dog text to her, he sort of like he's sitting in the hallway, kind of collecting himself because you can see he's a little upset in this one scene, which took a little while to get to this point. But he's finally upset. You can see that in his eyes. Just his acting was really. He's not. He's not my favorite character. Goose yeah. is my favorite character, but acting wise, I think Tom Cruise was the best part. So, I agree. To follow up what you just said, the the scene with Meg Ryan, he's doing that. Uh, like trying to hold back tears and it's like an ugly cry thing where he's making this ridiculous face like he doesn't you don't know what he's doing but he was very good and as much as I didn't like the character I he, he it, when we read off his filmography after this it it, it pretty much launched him into a mega stardom so yeah. I agree with that I still think that Goose for me won the movie and it's surprising to me I know Goose has done or the actor that plays Goose has done other things but it's surprising to me that it didn't, it didn't, you know, because he's the ultimate, he's the ultimate buddy guy, and I know he's been in some other things and TV shows or whatever. But I would have thought that, and maybe, maybe the aging process didn't help Goose because he, he, he doesn't look like Goose anymore. He lost the stash, he lost all the hair on top too. But he was great, and every time he was on the screen, I was smiling for the most part, except when he died. But um, I thought he was great. So no, he definitely was. Yeah. All that said. We have our, our scoring system. We rate things on a scale of one to five. Uh, one being, if you rented this movie, you would watch it and turn it, return it that same day. You don't want to pay any late fees on it. Or five being, you're going to keep it for as many days as you want, watch it 100 times over, share it with your friends, pay late fees on it. On a scale of one to five, how would you rate this movie? I would give it a three. Okay. I, I was right there with you. I, I was hesitating between... I ended up giving it a two and a half. I could give it, I could see giving it a three though because it's one of those movies, if it came out now and it was this bad, I would trash it. <laughs> but because I grew up with it, the nostalgia and the childhood memories and stuff, I could, giving it a three is fair. I'm going to stick with two and a half only because we're going to be watching a lot of movies that I have nostalgia for and I want to. See, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, like that's what's like, I keep going back and forth with my scores because I look at the movies that we have planned and it's like, we have some good ones and like, like Mask, we gave, I think I gave a 3.5 for the Mask and like, I didn't want to, I like the Mask a little more than Top Gun, I think, so I didn't want to go I, over that. I totally, what did I give? I, did I, give, I gave the Mask 2.5 too, didn't I? Oh yeah, I think so. So, I, if you had told me that you were going to watch the Mask and Top Gun, and you would like the mask more. I think I did. I think I did enjoy the mask a little bit more than Top Gun. I'm gonna stick with two point five for both yeah. of them. But this of classic '80s movies, this was the biggest. Not just for the movies we reviewed on the podcast, but it's been the biggest punch in the stomach for me for what I thought it was to what it actually is. If you watch it all the way through, don't get me wrong. If you're watching TV and you know the show, this volleyball scene's coming up. Leave it on that channel. Put, if, put it louder. Put the yeah, volume exactly. up louder. <laughs> exactly. If you or if any of the other, there's a few scenes in this movie that are classic and they're great, like him riding the motorcycle to Charlie's house and or away from Charlie's house, and 
there are a few scenes that are great. And I think that's part of the problem is I've seen those scenes so many times that I turned the whole movie right, yeah. into a lot better thing than it was. Right. Yep. But the good scenes are really good. Yeah. Yep. They're just few and far between. Absolutely. Yeah. I will say too, I'm one of the few people who love 3D films. Mm-hmm. I, I just like, I collect them as I love them. If I love them if they're done right. Yeah. And Top Gun has a really good 3D conversion. Actually, one went back to theaters recently, yeah. a few years ago, and back in IMAX and 3D, IMAX 3D. And I will say the conversion for this movie is one of the better conversions in recent memory. Like, usually films are filmed in 3D or so forth or whatever, but this film was converted and it's actually a good conversion. So it was a cash note first, but it's not uh, like a piss poor conversion. It's actually really well done, whereas the depth. You you constantly know what the focus is on screen and what should be in the background. So, I, I yeah I, I agree with that and we Joe and I we haven't I don't think we've said this on the podcast yet but we have this we came up with this list of over a hundred movies that we want to do but then we made a rule where we're not doing sequels until we have a decent amount of episodes built up because we don't want to have the first you know. 10 episodes of the podcast be like you know the three back to the future movies godfather one and two because we don't ever count three that never happened and you know we don't want to spend a whole a lot a lot of our first episodes reviewing the same franchises but maybe this summer when top gun maverick comes out it'll be our first sequel that we do and it'll be our first modern relatively like new film that we do because i am interested to see where they go with it and, and and all that um we touched on it earlier about how Meg Ryan wasn't in the movie a lot, but when she was in the movie, she was great. And I said, oh, I don't like, I'm not a huge Meg Ryan fan, blah, blah, blah. Next, today is February 2nd, unless you're listening to this later on or we release it like severely late and then just ignore that. But so next weekend is going to be the last weekend before Valentine's Day. So we want to do a, a romance movie and we're actually going to be rewatching when Harry met Sally with Meg Ryan. So that's the other Meg Ryan movie that I think most people, or at least myself, really like. So I'm interested to watch it again. I have seen that one pretty recently. So I, it'll, I don't, I think I have, I'm, I feel pretty good about what I think about that movie. So yeah, the last time I saw it was I think in college for, we did analyze film. This was one of the ones we were given. I remember, I'm, I, I remember loving it. So yeah. see if that still holds up. And the good news for me is the movies that we've done so far, The Mask, Kazam, Top Gun, tough to go to your wife and say, hey, you want to sit down and watch Kazam with me? And she, could, she usually just goes to the gym or something and I sit there and watch Kazam. My wife loves When Harry Met Sally. So we could probably watch it tonight. I could probably rewatch it every night this week getting ready for it and she'll be down for it. So um, so that's it. I think uh, we're, we're on Instagram right now. Um, so follow us uh, on Instagram at worth a late fee. Um, if you want to message us any suggestions or questions or whether it's movies you think we should suggest, you think we should review, or if there's something you think we should change in the podcast, or sorry, just drink, yeah, or a beer, yeah, that's true. So we're doing when Harry met Sally next week. So if anyone has any suggestions on like a beer that's very New York, very or something that would go with that that movie. Send it our way. We'll, we'll, I'll go down to downtown Wicker and Liquor and Wine or downtown Spirits, wherever it is, and talk to Sunil and see if we can find something. So I think that's it for this week. You got anything else, Joe? Nope. That was, that was, a, that was, a, that was a fun throwback to uh, 80 Cinema. Yes. Thanks, guys.